Welcome back to another edition of the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman for week 31. And again, Brian home, sheltering in place, social distancing. I'm at the News 8 studio. Brian, good to be back with you. How are things? Uh, good. All things considered. Can't, like I keep saying, can't complain. Uh, everybody's, everybody's all right for the most part. So, yeah, you know. There's lots to complain about, but as we said, oh, I think I no one will listen. To complain about no, yes, no, no, no one does. No one listened before, and when this is all over, God willing, I'm sure no one will listen again. But that's fine. So let me ask you this pressing question: Do you cut your own hair at home? Do you and the wife do that? My own hair on my own head hair. Yes. Does you do you do you can do you have a clippers at home? You wear kind of the buzz cut thing or whatever you got going on there. Do you? So yeah, is that a home no, thing? No, we haven't done. You don't pay to have that done, do you? Oh yeah, well, well yeah, dude. You got to support supercuts. Hey. So actually, no, I feel bad. I have a couple of local barbers in town. A couple of young guys just opened up their own barber shop about a year ago. Super nice. They're doing great business. And I was thinking about them the other day, going, I hope those guys survive it because they were like uh, they had a real cool business model. And uh, those are the businesses you feel for. So I hope they're doing okay in a lot of the other small businesses. But to go back, no, it's been six weeks or so, and uh, no, I have not cut my own hair. Yes, I, I'm. And as I uh, posted on the social media yesterday, because it was our anniversary, my wedding, at my wedding anniversary a few days ago. Uh, just what my wife wanted was the Richard Dreyfus from Jaws look for me, and we're, we're pretty much upon that right now. So for your younger <laughs> kids, Google it. But Congratulations! Gosh, How long gosh, has it been? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years since I had a haircut. Oh, no. no, ten years. Well, I think right now it feels like. Yes, my wife. It feels like we've been in this house together for ten years. Um, yeah. Yeah, 10 years, 10 years of marriage. There well, you listen, go. I talked to her yesterday. She told me it was the best six years of her life. So Yeah, that's good. Did yeah. you write that one? I did. I did. Listen, yeah. uh, so this haircut thing's a problem for those of us who are on TV, my friend. I'm, I'm, I bought a five-gallon jug of hair gel yesterday just to keep this yeah, stuff that's, down. That's pretty much normal for you, right? It is. Though? It is pretty normal. But I was, talking, I was actually talking to my barber today. I called him. I was trying mm-hmm. to talk him into doing, doing like an alleyway, you know, backyard sneak haircut. You know, I'd, it's hard to believe that we can't figure out a way to do this. So, he, listen. But I guess we can't. He made a great point to me. His name is Ron Carano, owns a barbershop in Hamden Carano's. Great job. I've been going to him for a long time. Great guy. But, you know, there was some talk about, oh, maybe we open him up and just one at a time. You put a, take a number outside, you book one every 15 minutes. But he was telling me, like most shops, whether it's a salon, you have more than one person in there working. So he's he got four chairs going. You do yeah. Each guy's doing a haircut. Four guys are doing a haircut every 15 minutes. You do the math, you're doing 16 an hour over an eight-hour day. you got 100-something people walking through the door. So how yeah, do you, you, know, you, how do you manage life. that? I, I don't know. I don't think you do. So, That's something I – yeah, but I have not. Now, what – yeah, see, I have – somewhere I have those, like, those old-fashioned, like, not the beard trimmers. I've got those two, the little beard trimmers, the yeah. little bad facial hair thing. Get the ear and nose with those two while you're at it. Long, like, military like it'll just shave take one swipe and it'll shave you right down the skin thing and i might have to dig that up and at some point pull it out my my and wife is deathly afraid to cut my hair she will not do it i've asked she is no interest and refuses to do it really yes i thought for sure well, she'd jump at the chance to butcher me but she won't go for it be interesting well this is going to get interesting as we go yeah i don't know how what the tv folks are doing you're going to have to figure it out you're just going to do it yourself you know <sighs> Hey, Keith Richards has been cutting his own hair for years. Look at him. He's yeah, fine. it looks great. Yeah, he looks fine. terrific. So listen, some big sports news this week. The Travelers Championship, the uh, big golf event that happens in the uh, last week of June every year. Great event. 
tons of fans. I love going, and they've been talking about what they're going to do. We've been calling them every day. And the right. PGA came out with their calendar this week, and they are on it. And the golf uh, is going to try and return in June with no fans. So when you heard that, what went through your mind? I'll let you go first. So, yeah, this, this is our, uh, for those folks out of the listening area, out of the Connecticut, Connecticut area, this is sort of Connecticut, sort of one PGA uh, stop, uh, Cromwell, Connecticut. Um, yeah, no, I've been there a few times. I agree there every year. And uh, I've, you know, I've been there with you a couple times, and you're right. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's great. And the crowds are awesome always. So I my thought was it's interesting that they've committed to that this early, or at least they're right now they're 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 best that's the card they're showing. I don't know how realistic that is when it seems like I believe one model today said, you know, we're looking really at June first before anything gets started up again in Connecticut. Yeah. The second thing was you mentioned, and again, you, I know this is this is late. The, the tournament's usually in late June. You said it's on the calendar. How would how many events are before it, or is it the first event on the calendar? No, there's like I think three. I think they're going to start in Fort Worth, Dallas area. I think the first week of June, which, you know, I was listening to one show the other day, and they were saying there's no way they think that can happen just because they don't have the testing down there, and it's becoming a hot spot. And, right. and again, not to I don't want to go too much about that because I'm not educated enough about it, but I believe Dallas Fort Worth is the first stop. And then uh, the the travelers would be either I believe the third on the calendar. And you got to remember though, these golfers haven't played. They they've had their entire last three months wiped out. So, right. You know. And and yeah. And again, we'll, we'll we've been practicing this for the past four weeks or five weeks, whatever. We understand that in the grand scheme of what's going on on the planet right now, the golf yes. is not a big deal. But we're no. trying to just have some fun and take a little diversion and try and take some of the more have some, maybe some lighter topics on this. Yeah, putting, yeah, that, and putting that all aside. Yeah, right. It isn't. And again, remind me of this. This usually, if I'm forgetting, the Travelers usually comes right after or right before the U.S. Open. Or the PGA. Right One after. Of those, right. Right after the right. U.S. Open, and they sometimes right get after hurt. the U.S. Open. They get hurt because right. if you're a big player, you know, last year, for example, Phil Mickelson had he owed them a visit because he hadn't been back in years. He won it three years in a row in the '90s. He pulled right. out in like '07 with an injury and said, "I'll be back." So he came back last year. I don't recall where the U.S. Open was last year, but it was a long course that beat the hell out of him. And when yeah. he showed up at the program on Wednesday, you could tell he was not going to make the cut, had no interest. He was going to go there, do his thing with the fans on Wednesday, play a couple rounds, take some chances, and get on a plane and go home. You knew that was Yeah, coming. I believe that. Yeah, I think last year the U.S. Open, I, I might be mistaken, of course, but I'm sure it was Beth Page. They weren't in Long Island, and everyone was complaining that the course was brutal, and everyone just got beat up by it. So. Yeah. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but that was yeah. It was it's one of those things where you think, well, if they're gonna play, are they gonna play, what's gonna I mean, are they gonna play the U.S. Open? Are they gonna play the Travelers right after that? It just seems like this is a week to week thing. Um, no U.S. Uh, Open. They, they won't play the U.S. Open. I don't. I don't no U.S. Open. That, Pebble Beach was last year, Brian. Pebble Beach. Oh, Pebble Beach. Oh, whatever. so you're well, flying well, across the country and the course beat the on. Everyone bitched about it. And I believe the traffic sucked too. Yeah. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Um. Uh. But that that's the other part. Um. You are like I said. We've both been up there. You many more than me. You you work up there like five six days a week the week of the tournament. Um. Mm-hmm. Before and after. Yep. You know you you have a wonderful feel for the crowds. You know the sponsors and the people that work there. How, what I mean? How is it going to feel just with none of those people up there? Well, here's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to be allowed. 
So I was well, on. There you the, go. So I was on the conference call. They had a conference call, and this year was at Wingfoot, which was uh, in New York. They're gonna. That's been postponed. So uh, that hasn't been canceled. It's been postponed. The U.S. Open's been postponed. So. Right. Okay. So a couple things first. I want to backtrack a little bit. The 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 one thing Travelers has going for them is if they can pull this off, it's a made-for-TV event. So right. CBS or whoever's carrying it, I believe CBS will carry it. You know, CBS, yeah. they they will have uh, very limited um, people on the grounds. Like think of all the volunteers, hundreds of volunteers they don't need. All of that. Oh, sure. And uh, so they will they will have some staff out there. But they when I asked them specifically, how will the local media be allowed to cover it? And they, they basically it's up to the PGA. So the PGA will decide. But if you're a betting man, and you know, we take normally, a while, yeah, yeah, we normally send five, six, seven, eight, ten, twelve people up there. You know, other TV stations, you know, bring their whole staff and have a a, a lunch on the travelers every day. I won't tell you who they are, but um, well, you know, we know, yeah. I know, no, we don't need to get them pub. No, yeah. b- but so that hasn't been determined yet, and so I'm not really sure what they're going to do. But the idea of them having no fans up there would be very strange. But I'll tell you what. Andy Bissett, the vice president of executive director of Travelers, has already said that his phone has been ringing, as well as the tournament director, Nathan Grube, with players interested in coming. And they had a bit of excitement in their voice. They've already got four of the top ten. Tiger Woods has never played here before. But wouldn't this be classic Tiger Woods to commit to come here and play with no fans? Never played the course before. I, yeah, I know Tiger. Is Tiger coming? No, but wouldn't that be yeah, classic? Oh, it'd be great. That, that if he just no, but he that would be your typical. He's going to come the year there are no fans. Oh, exa- I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The one time, because yeah, the crowds would be crazy up there. Because he's going to call his buddies. Anywhere. He's going to call his buddies. He's going to call you know guys on tour. And say hey, I I need some rounds. Where can I go? They're going to say come to Cromwell. It's great. You'll love it here. The course is great. They treat you like gold. You know, easy in, easy out, and no fans. Come on up. So. That's is that, Ch- is that Chester I hear in the background? Funny. Can you control Chester? What is going on? Yeah, there? I know. I get the dogs, the kids upstairs. This is what happens you do when you podcast from home. Oh my so, God! Don't you have a soundproof room or something? I, I, I've seen some of you, your uh, your colleagues, your reporters. Should I throw a blanket over my head? <laughs> yeah. Soundproof the room. Exactly. Anyway, we're going to step up our equipment here soon. Yeah, but the travelers, the travelers, they're going to look. They're preparing as if they're going to go. And, and the reason they had to make this decision too is because there's build up to it. There's stuff that needs to be done. Obviously, not as much now with no fans. You don't have to worry about seating and all that other stuff. But I'm sure the the place has to be TV ready. And so it's just, it's going to be very interesting. I'm not sure. A guy, a friend of mine who's a columnist for the Hartford Current, says he doesn't think it's going to happen. He hopes he sees, hopes he's wrong, but he just doesn't see it happening. I mean, I have I'm questions kinda, about where the golfers are going to stay. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning stay. on that side with him. Yeah, where the golfers going to stay. You know, the hospitality issues. Uh, you know, again, there's a there's a a lot of things that a lot of moving parts, I guess, would be the thing I would well, say. Well, there's that there's that days in right off in Cromwell, right yes. off. Uh, Berlin Turnpike's got a couple of nice spots. Sure, sure does. You know what I mean? So yeah. anyway, in, that, inside Central Connecticut jokes. Yeah, yeah, that was the big that was the big news. Will the, the Travelers Championship be played with no fans? And but by the way, they're refunding all the tickets. They're not like, you know, Live Nation. These other concert guys who are going to keep your money if concerts get canceled and p- p- try to pull the wool over your eyes. But oh, get your or money you mean back. Major League Baseball teams not yet ready to refund t- fans yes. for tickets or certain yeah. games. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Big shock. Big shock. Yep. So that was the big news around here. Uh, the other news we're going to uh, kind of segue here is. 
Another good sports story is the NFL draft later this week. We talked about it a little bit last week. I'll be glued to my TV. I'm off Thursday night, and I have every intention of watching that first round and watching Roger Goodell in his basement, you know, throwing darts and, and picking out, uh, naming the selections. I can't wait. Well, I wonder if his dog will be barking in the background during it. <laughs> quite quite possible. Uh, I'm right there with you. I'm like, get here already. Get here Thursday night, please. Yep. I need it. New sports. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Now, listen. My wife, of course, thinks it's insane. Why? I get it. A lot of people feel like that every year I get excited to watch uh, guys pick other guys for their real football teams. So I get it. She's like, I can't believe this is televised here that you get that much into it. So the fact that everyone's doing it from a, that they're doing it from a literally from a basement this year makes it seem even weirder. But yeah, I'm right there with you. And, and your wife, your wife is tonight. your wife is losing her mind because you're already fighting with people on Twitter about a draft that hasn't happened yet. About you know why the Cowboys didn't pick a running back and yada yada yada. You, you just you fight with everyone. First about of all, that. they're not picking a running back in the first round. So let's stop. I'm right talking there. about pass rounds. <laughs> What's that? When you were arguing with someone about why they didn't take someone a few years ago at Parcells and blah blah blah. Oh. Yeah, I have some. I get some. I get some unnecessary Twitter spats that I probably should avoid by like maybe not being on Twitter that much. How many? Yeah. Pe- how many people have blocked you right now? Is there a count? I have no idea. How do you find out how many people blocked I, you? I, I you know, I'm not one that gets blocked, so it's not something I have to worry about, bro. I actually, you know, this is, I actually do have some rather. It's always NFL guy. I have like four or five NFL writers, guys you probably have heard of, mm. that have blocked me. Which is okay because a lot of their crap's kind of weak anyway. Yep. None of the good NFL writers have blocked me. They're You're a troll. With, they're down with my uh, with my thoughts and my insights. So they're doing a mock draft. Can you please explain this to me? Why do, I can understand it on the production side, but mm-hmm. do, are, is they going to televise the mock draft while they're at it too? Yeah, this is weird. So they're making it seem speaking of NFL draft, NFL Twitter, and. A lot of NFL reporters have been on Twitter the last few days saying how the NFL has to run this mock draft Monday night. The teams, the commissioner, all have to get on and run a mock draft to make sure everything goes smoothly. Yep. As long as everyone has a charged cell phone and their draft board in front of them, which I assume they can probably actually literally write down on a big white board, what, what, what am I missing about making – why is this so complicated? Didn't they – like back in the old days, didn't they just usually get on the – then the guy with the cigarette get on the phone to another guy sitting at a hotel, you with know, with, with smoking another cigarette, and they say, "All right, take, take, you know, draft uh, Billy Sims with the third with the third pick," and that was it. It wasn't even televised. Why is this so hard? Uh, you know, because they probably are making it way more complicated than it actually needs to be. The and NFL that, balderdash. You know. Why don't they just follow the lead of the WNBA? Friday night they had their draft, a little virtual draft. I, I talked to the head coach of the Connecticut Sun today. He said everything went well, popping around on the Zoom, had the TV on in the background, made their picks. There you go. What's wrong with that? Come on. I, I, it's not I that think hard. it wouldn't be that hard. It's seven rounds. It's like one round. They narrowed it down. They've broken it down to that. It's one round Thursday night, and then yep. two or three Friday night, and then the rest on Saturday. You're not even doing it all night. This is not heavy lifting. What are we doing here? What picks, what picks do the Cowboys I mean, like, have? We talked about – like, we said this earlier. The Jets can screw up their draft picks over the phone just as well as they can in person. You know, for the Dave Gettleman can make the wrong decision for the Giants. Just as, well, actually, he might have trouble because there's computers involved. Yeah, the Giants, the Giants might be in trouble, but most of the other teams should be, should be able to do this, right? Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If I had been the Jets' GM, I could have changed the course of that history when they took Kyle Brady instead of Warren Sapp. And yeah, well – because Sapp 
failed a couple of marijuana tests. I mean, look at that now. It's silly, right? And then they didn't take Ed Reed, who's just got inducted into the Hall of Fame, but instead they took some Ed, edge rusher, Bryant, I don't remember who he was, at like 19, and Ed Reed went yeah. five picks later. So Yeah, it's hard to believe they haven't been doing this. It's hard to believe they haven't the Super Bowl in 51 years. Uh, um, what are the Cow- yeah, What's the Cowboys pick? The Cowboys pick 17, just kind of like a uh, spot to draft. Receiver maybe or something like that, you think? What are you gonna maybe do? receiver. They need a receiver. Badly, badly, badly need a cornerback. We talked about uh, Connecticut's own Byron Jones. Now he left Dallas Miami. to go to the Miami Dolphins. Maybe an edge rusher, as they say. I'm going to be grouch. I'm going to be that old guy because, like, when I grew up, like, Gunna. there was like there was defensive ends and like outside linebackers, and now there's just edge rushers. Where's Merlin Olson when you need him? Deacon Jones. I believe, I believe he passed away, Eric. But yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah, but it'll be cool. I mean, the, the Bengals had the first pick. They're going to take Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, they'll probably eventually ruin him. A bunch of teams will do stupid stuff, and it'll be fun. The Raiders will draft, you know, draft some guy that with a fourth round grade that they'll take, you know, in the first round. It's, I love that stuff. So, uh, so you, you mentioned Burrow. The thing that that came out that I was hearing about today is that Tua Tagovailoa from Alabama apparently had a uh, terrible Wonderlick score. So I have a yeah. proposal for you. I believe you could print up the Wonderlick on the old internet. So yep. we are going to print up the Wonderlick, and we are going to take that test this week. I think that's a great idea. And I will do we miserably. Are gonna, we are going to compare notes next week in the podcast. So we're going to take the Wonderlick. You know, I'm even thinking about. I might even give one to my wife and my kids. What do you think? Fam- family Wonderlicking. They all need wonderlicking, yeah. Fam- I mean, family wonderlicking. The wonderlick test is it's sort of a mystery shrouded test that the NFL teams use to gauge that they get out to high prospects. Like an sort SAT. Give us a little rundown. Yeah, like an SAT. So like I, an SAT, yeah. I got to come now, up with my another. My SAT score is earning indication. I'm going to do really badly on the wonderlick. I got to come up with another name for the segment segment because I think family wonderlicking. I don't know if that's the way to go. We'll have to come up with yeah, something. Yeah, probably else, not. That's not a hashtag. I think we need no, to see that off. No, that, no. So we'll, we're going to do that next week. I'm going to write that down. Family Wonderlick testing this week. My kids are uh, homeschooling. Yeah. So tomorrow when my, <laughs> so son we'll is, take a test. when my son's at his wits end and my daughter's had enough of the homeschooling, we're going to break out the Wonderlicks this week. So your kids hey, are a little here, younger than see. mine, but that's all right. Yeah. What do you, why are we doing this for? Well, to see if you'd be eligible to go on the Cincinnati Bengals draft board. <laughs> exactly. It makes a lot of sense. So Yeah. Um, I, I neglected to ask you before we started this podcast, but is there anything you need to talk about? Is there any business we need to take care of? Because we're 20 minutes into this, and I want to make sure that I oh, take care so of fast. Hey, yeah. Yes. Speaking, you know, this is the time Please. to take care of your health. Take care of your health. Get your rest. Get your sleep. And it's not easy right now, but a great mattress can help. Folks, at all's well. The king's. Of great mattresses at rock bottom affordable prices, and now through May first, you, our listeners or anybody out there, but especially our listeners, can take fifteen percent off mattresses, bedding, and bath and spa products with the promo code Spring Fifteen at Spring One Five Spring Fifteen at Allswell dot com. Go to our website, BDBC Podcast site. When you go on to Spotify or Stitcher or Apple Music, click on the episode page for this episode. You'll see a little link there to the All's Well site. That takes you right there. Give a little love for our, for us as well. So, yeah, All's Well, that's now through May 1st. Uh, 15% off mattresses, bedding, bath, and spa with the promo code SPRING15 at allswellhome.com. 
I'm going to I'm going to go back to like the week six or seven podcast and pull pull the pull the uh, air check of you reading that spot. I mean, you've come such a long way. Good yeah, job. well, thank you. So, Good yeah, job. I'm the one who, I'm, I guess. So when we get some more sponsors, you know, if anybody wants to sponsor us, I know I should probably the bad time. I know we're fighting them off hey. left and right, but we'll pick a couple soon. We will. Hey, listen, yeah. it's eight o'clock on Sunday night and it means less than an hour from now. The last dance, the Jordan documentary, 10 parts. Will you be uh, watching that? I know we talked about it last week a little bit, but will you be tuning in tonight at nine o'clock? Yes, I will. Will you be I'm, watching? Well, I'm just gonna record it on my little fancy DVR machine, but I will watch it. Are you gonna Every... record the ESPN um, unedited version or the ESPN two family friendly edit the curse out version? No, we need the unedited version. I feel that's best. Yeah, your six year old would probably like that version better. I think. She yeah, but she'd identify with it more. Mommy, and, uh, mommy Michael Jordan. That... Mommy Michael Jordan sounds a lot like Daddy when he gets mad. You know, this is kind of the. There's, I'm going to give a shout-out to one of my favorite writers, Bob Sturm, who's based out of Dallas. He writes a lot of pro football uh, draft stuff, and he's on The Athletic, if anybody's uh, got a subscription. And he's awesome, great writer, great football writer, and he made a great point today. People are going to watch this tonight, and they're going to say, I can't believe what a you-know-what so-and-so Michael Jordan is. Yeah. When he's like, do you know how many times, you know how many, how, do you, how many famous college football coaches have disintegrated their entire families and just just disengaged from any sort of personal relationships to win a championship. And we're going to watch Michael Jordan tonight, and people are going to be upset because he was, like, really super mean to Will Purdue in practice. And I, I know that's coming, but still what? I'm still going to watch it. I'm just – there's not a hell of a lot on right now anyway, so. It's actually Scott Burrell who he apparently destroys. After we talked to Scott this week, I think we mentioned this last week, but Scott <laughs> – said that Jordan he was so Scott was it was his first year on the team as a reserve mm-hmm. on their last title and he said that Jordan just destroyed him every day but the documentary makes it look worse than it really was obviously which most documentaries do cuz you know that well it's, it's going to be split for that because ESPN wants eyeballs on screens yes so that's interesting I, but yeah but that is my point cuz he I was making fun of Will Purdue but he, you know you mentioned two guys no offense to those guys but those those were not NBA superstars so it seems like we're painting a pic. We're, we're already seeing a picture that Jordan was probably a little heavy-handed on the on the guys at the lesser end of the bench. Start screaming at Scottie Pippen or Dennis Rodman. I'd be interested more, but yeah. we'll see. We haven't seen it yet, so we don't know. No, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I'm at work, so I will not be able to watch it. But like as you, I will watch it on the, the demand tomorrow. I'll check it out when I have a second. I'll watch it with my my kids. The unedited ver- the edited version probably, and then I'll go okay. back and watch the other one because I probably can figure out what they're going to say. But I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and they uh, they they sped this up. I mean, I mean, hey, marketing, all about the marketing. This was they, this was fast. What do I want to call it? Rushed into production, not rushed into production, but it wasn't supposed to come out this early. I think it was supposed to come out later this year. Yeah, June. Yeah, it's, I yeah, think well, during the they, finals, WME, during the NBA finals, the, the middle of June, probably when the right. NBA finals ended, they would probably go right from the finals to that. You know what I mean? That would have been smart, but yeah. So and like, and again. Um, it's going to be a lot of – no matter what comes out of it, it's still going to be somewhat polished and there's a lot of marketing going involved. But I'm not – you know, hey, we just want to be entertained. Or it, those were sort of um, – probably the last, maybe the, one of the last great teams because that's the team that never lost. But the, those Bulls teams starting in 91, and then he had a three-year hiatus, and then he came back afterward. And they never lost the playoff series. Can't you know, say about the Lakers. Can't say about uh, with Kobe and Shaq. Can't say about the Warriors. Um, 
yeah. So well, didn't you they lose the first year he to, came back? Like yourself some sports history. Watch. Didn't they lose the first year he came back to Orlando or whatever in the middle? Oh, of you might be right. Okay, so, so so far I've got that wrong. Yeah. And I had the last year's U.S. Open on the other side of the country. I'll add it to the list. But just okay. going, but they did win a lot. Yes, yes. And going back a little bit when you said about Jordan being a jerk and you know the history of it, you know, go look at the divorce rates of head coaches. Bill Parsons, oh, yeah. Jimmy Johnson, uh, all those guys. They, 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 these guys do not spend a lot of time at home. So you know they're jerks at work, and then they're jerks at home too most of the time. So this right. is not anything new. If you see Michael yelling at Scott Burrell and God knows whoever else he's going to be yelling at, it's not. It's not. You, you ever see Jim Calhoun in a practice? Trust me. No, I, I, I haven't. But I've heard stories. Yes, absolutely. So the other I, thing I look at this from this documentary is strictly from a basketball fan standpoint, more so than the behind the scenes of whose personalities were or what, or is. You and I are of the age, because we're old now, but we were of the age, we were young enough, but not, we were old enough to appreciate prime Jordan, and mm-hmm. we, just, we we watched prime LeBron. And I'm kind of thinking, like, the last few years, as we move further and further from Jordan, and young, a lot of people have were around for less and less of prime Jordan, you're saying, the, who's better, LeBron versus Jordan, has become a stronger, a real argument. I wonder if this will help accentuate the fact that at least, or maybe make poor people see that, at least in my thought, like, there's a big gulf between the two of them. To me, Jordan's by far the greatest player of all time, and I, it's not particularly close. Now, to me, LeBron is the second greatest player I've ever seen in my life, and I, there's no debate. Modern player. The gulf, we between, modern. the gulf between one and two, for me, my lifetime, I can't go back to Oscar Robertson or Prime Kareem or Will to Russell. I can't do it. I just yeah. think for what I, you know, our lifetime. Yeah, a friend, an older friend of mine who who's have seen them all will still say Jabbar is the greatest player he ever saw. But again, I'm not a Jordan fan. I do like LeBron, but Jordan is much better than LeBron. As he's a closer, he ends games, he doesn't miss. He, he never had a bad night. But the one thing I will say about those Bulls teams, what great team did they ever beat? It's a great point, and it's sort of you know that's the one thing they don't have on their resume. You know, Bird had Magic, Magic had Bird. Yeah. Well, then we just did it, even though we weren't around for it. You know, Chamberlain had Russell. Yep. Uh, Kareem had those teams. Um, you're, you're 100% right. They never had a heavyweight that that they had to step up to. The only one that was close, in my opinion, um, was that 93 Suns team, which was awesome, NBA Barkley. Finals yep. with Barkley. Great, but you're right. They never played the mid-'80s Lakers. They didn't play a Golden State team like we've seen the last years. It's a great point. It's the one big knock on that team. Hey, listen. You know, look I'm, at I'm the sorry. 80- I love I love Carl Malone and John Stockton, but those Utah Jazz teams were not championship teams. No. Sorry. They By- Byron Russell. Look at the 83 Sixers. You know, Moses Malone, Dr. J, uh, yep. Maurice Cheeks. I mean, the, those those were great yeah, teams as well. You know? Anthony Tony, the Boston Strangler. Andrew Tony, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Andrew Tony, yeah, yes. Andrew Tony, the Boston Strangler. Yeah. Mark Ivoroni, uh, the uh, token white guy. Oh yeah, yes, those were and good, those, good those, teams. And that team was usually the third, fourth best team in the league behind the Lakers and the Celtics. Even the Milwaukee Bucks back then, the Terry Cummings, Sidney Moncrief teams, those uh, were good yeah, teams. Sidney Moncrief, yeah. You know what uh, I mean? We're really dating Jack ourselves. Stick, Jack Stickma with yep. a perm, whose son yeah. played at the University of Hartford a couple of years ago, by the way. Really? Yes, he did. Did, did not he have know a that, did you? He did not. He did not have a I perm. did not know that. He did not know that. But, yeah, we're just rattling off on old NBA teams. Yeah, we got, we got but you're right. That, those, those, that league, the league was 
super, super jammed in those days. And the 90s, both because of the quality of play and just because it had been sort of, it was a weird time between expansion and, and colleges, like more, more players were staying. You know, you didn't have high school people coming in yet. You didn't, there wasn't one and done in college, so there was less, you know, everybody was staying four years, so. It, was a, it wasn't. It wasn't the strong. The nineties was not the strongest decade for the for the uh, NBA. I would love despite to see what the it. Knicks, despite what Knicks fans think. Yeah, I know. Listen, I'm a Knicks fan, and they, they were they'll beat you up, Pat Riley Knicks, rough and they're the Pistons ish. But I would love to see the Bulls teams play those Golden State teams for the last couple of years because a they don't Golden State played no defense. I know the rules have changed. Don't get me wrong, but you imagine Pippen and Jordan locking up Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on the defensive side of the ball. See, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go back to, it, like, the 80s teams would be there. You have, like, a Celtics team that just passed up the 80s Celtics team, which is incredible, or even more because the, the better things, the better matchup for me because the styles are, like, up and down, no defense can stop. This would have been, like, the 87 Lakers against those 97 Bulls and their defense. That yep. would have been awesome. Yeah. You wish you, you wish you could see all those. It was just, and when all these old games they keep playing on TV, we're seeing them all, so you get to appreciate it a little more. Yesterday, I found myself watching old boxing. I don't know if it was ABC or ESPN. Was they had Ali Frazier on yesterday for the first time? It's been on TV, and I don't know how long. Hagler Hearns was on yesterday. They had Tyson Holmes. They all, and I saw what were you talking about, Larry Holmes today on Twitter? What was that all about? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you don't tell me about that last night because I watched like five of those. It was a yeah. marathon. Yeah, I remember him like I watched, yesterday. Uh, Frazier, I watched Frazier. Ali, Ali Foreman, the Rumble in the Jungle, uh, and then I remember this fight watching this. My dad would talk about this when I was like 13 or 12, whenever it was the best fight in the world, the closest fight there ever was to a real Rocky fight, which yeah. was the Hagler Tommy Hearns fight. It was incredible on fight, three rounds, incredible yeah. three rounds, and it was awesome. It and was... yeah, then uh, I tweeted something to the great boxing writer Wally Matthews, who worked for the New York Post for years, yeah. saying like. Who's, who would have taken prime Larry Holmes, prime Tyson? That would have been an awesome fight. Like they showed Larry Holmes Tyson fight last night, and it was Watched like it. It was Larry awful. was over the it was oh it was done. He was washed up. It was strictly a money grab, and it was sad, and he got his ass kicked. Yep. But I think Holmes has always been one of the really underrated heavyweights. Sort of that like I'm not Ali's gone, but Tyson's not here, and I'm fighting guys like freaking Greg Page. Yeah, he so followed like, uh, Ali. He was Ali's sparring I'm fighting, partner. I'm fighting, yeah, I'm fighting, fighting Michael Dokes. Like, who? What? Yeah, he had to follow. Be cool to see. What's that? He had to follow Muhammad Ali. You know what I mean? He was Ali's yeah, exactly. sparring partner for for years before that. But like a like a 78 young Larry Holmes against like a young Mike Tyson would have been very cool. That was my point on Twitter. Yeah, as we I, now move into old time boxing. I, oh man, we're all over the goddamn map today. So excuse me, the GD map. We're all over the place. Yeah, so uh, it's all okay. Right, the, Couple, uh, couple of quickies just before we wrap up here. Uh, you asked me what are the kids doing with no spring sports. So my kids, yeah, rollerblading a lot around the neighborhood, riding bikes still. Today they were both climbing a tree, and they gave my wife a literally a heart a heart attack because my son was probably eighty feet up in this. Yeah, tree. I'm with you, Mike. Mike, we have like a we have like a our front step with like cement with like a, a step up cement, and there's like a little rock in there, and they like walk on the ledge. It's like a four foot drop, but they fall. Yep. Don't run up on that ledge. I do not want to go to the emergency room now, as more than ever. But I yeah, but a lot thing. of that, a lot said of the same thing riding. to my son. What's that? We said the same thing to my son. We can't afford to get you no. hurt right now. Yeah, you have boys. I mean, I have daughters, and they're just. They're, I always thought they'd be less crazy with physical stuff. Yep. But it depends. Like my youngest one will jump off the roof if you let her up on the roof. She'll like, ah, I'm jumping off the roof. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of bike riding, a lot of scooters. A lot of stuff. 
Sun. Today, a lot of just like, we're going to play ball in the yard with the two dogs, let them chase the ball in the yard. And so that turned into the two dogs sitting in the grass, watching my kids just throw a tennis ball at each other and then wrestling on the ground. Nothing so, wrong with that. Good yeah. old USA but, Americana right there. Nothing absolutely. wrong with that. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, they're getting a little stir-crazy. Soccer practice or soccer was supposed to start this week for them. So Yeah. My kids are watching a little TV. Some what was that Lego show on Fox they're watching with Will Arnett hosting it. They get a kick out of that. And then Dance Moms, which I just, that's a train wreck. You should watch that show because it's a disaster. I just happened to look at it a little bit today because my kids were watching it. And then we're doing a lot of puzzles, Uno Attack, and Rummy 500. We talked to kids, which I think I told you about that. So Yeah, we've gotten a, going back to the Lego show, my kids, especially my oldest one, who's one of her career aspirations is like go to veterinary school or be a pop star. Oh, I so those that. are two choices right now. Or mm. go to arts. I'm sorry, art school. Art school. Yep. So, yeah, so yeah, I'm going to be an art teacher. Great. Or a pop star. So she's into any of these like mass singer or the voice shows, which I can't stand. I'd rather stick my head in the oven. Yep. So she watched those with the missus. So I was like, why don't you watch this Lego show? You guys love Legos. They didn't quite take to it. I was trying to push that along because yep. there was less singing involved. My son didn't take. My son's ten. He likes Ozark. He likes the plot lines on that show. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Good parenting. Uh, uh, I kid. We, I kid. I kid. We we were gonna try and do some uh, some you know because my oldest, especially my my kids, especially my oldest likes that one. But we've been down lately to just Jenga because they just started. They just got a Jenga uh, game and they like seeing stuff that falls down. Have you ever played Uno Attack? I have not played Uno Attack. So Uno Attack is Uno, but then there's this little uh, card holder, and when you can't go, you got to push the button, and there's a chance it could shoot cards at you or none. But that's the role. That's the game. So you could be sitting there with two cards, but you can't go. So you push the button instead of picking up one card. You push the button on this little machine, and it could shoot out ten at you or two or none. And that's yeah, but see, that's the thing. Then that that becomes one of those games like you can't find the dice here now. You yeah. shoot cards everywhere. You think you pick them up. Then a month from now. You know, it's under your dining room table. There's a goddamn, you know, blue Uno card. So that's just. And that was Brian's get off my lawn moment, everyone. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Get off my lawn. More to come. We're going to make make that a regular segment. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn moment. Yeah. Um, Birthdays. You gave me a good list. Do you have them in front of you? Do you want me to lead you down this path? It's funny. I believe I have them in front of me. We talked already about one of them, I believe. Yes, we did. When we we were rapping about old basketball players. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the '80s, the '80s Lakers, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep, seventy-three years old. So we were watching the uh, Best of Enemies, the Lakers-Celtics series on ESPN the other day, and I was showing it to my kids, and they could not, first of all, believe how old Kareem looked. I said, "Well, he's thirty-eight when he was playing," and the yep. sky hook. They were like, "What? What is? Why is he shooting like that? He's t- taller than everyone. Why is he shooting the ball like that?" And to be honest with you, I didn't really have a good answer. I have a couple good answers. All right. It doesn't get answers. blocked, I understand. That's Number one, it was unstoppable. He perfected it, and you couldn't block it. Yep. If the new bowl had been in the league, he wouldn't be able to block it. Yep. Number two, it kept him from going to the having to go to the basket, draw contact, and Kareem was a big sissy. So those are the two main reasons. <laughs> That's why he wore the goggles? Yeah, he wore the goggles, yeah. Believe me, I mean, I can't. I, it may have come across as that I can't stand Kareem. Obviously, one of the best, maybe top three basketball players ever. Hey, couldn't stand him even when I was a kid. Yeah. So I'm right there, but he was great in airplane, but the Terrific. dad in airplane was right. Yeah. He never played a look at defense, and I really tried during the playoffs. 
<laughs> he did not want to be touched. Uh, Don't not. touch Korean. Great player, though. Yeah. yeah, people tell me all the time that he was the best player they ever saw, who were, you know, a little older than us. But, again, he was a tremendous player. One at every level. Every level. Just, you know, every, every level. level. And then it was funny, Both too, watching the Bill Walton. And what a career that guy could have had if he just could have stayed healthy. Crazy. I know. Crazy. I'm, was, I'm going to get off on a total tangent there, but I, I will. I'll I know. Just, I'll end it at yeah, that. Bill. That's all. I'll end it at that. Well, we, when it's Bill Walton's birthday, we'll do a whole thing on Bill Walton. We could do and a whole break, show on him. We you can break down his 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 eating habits, his supplements, and you can break down the '77 Portland Trailblazers if you want to. And his love of Jerry Garcia and the Grateful Dead. So. Yeah, man. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of Bill. Yeah. And ac- people accomplished people in the world of sports. Bill Belichick, 68 years old, second would, old, still coaching, second oldest NBA, NFL head coach now. I would have guessed like 71, but that, I man. would have too. He's going to keep going, man. He's going to keep going. I don't know how how far he's behind Shula, a good amount, but like what three? Probably you know who knows how many games they're going to win now for crying out loud. If he had a, I don't know what they're going to do. It should be interesting. But you better guess him. Going. I mean, uh, no I, you know, you better guess him. If we have football this year, which I. I don't know, but yeah. So um, it'd be interesting. The next birthday you have on the list is a classic character who I'm not sure how familiar you are with this movie. I don't know how many people are. I won't say it. Do you know what I'm talking about with this actor? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. Yeah. And it's not Little Shop of Horrors. It's no, not that one. No, go ahead. Who's birthday? Rick is Moranis. It? Yeah. This one made me feel old, but he, he, he always looked like he was like 22. He was like a little young looking guy, but Rick Moranis. And the movie I was mentioning was Strange Brew. Classic cult movie. When Watched I, that movie oh, way too many times when I was a kid. Again, same. Again. Oh, by the way, my mom got on me about the parenting. She was saying that we had free movie channel for some reason for years. Some the cable company screwed up because she was too cheap to pay for premium channels. Which that's her words, not mine. It's true. Okay, but it's true. Uh, but we had a free movie channel, and she said that I was just fascinated with the cars. And then the Caddyshack thing, she didn't have an answer for. She said, you know, we just would probably, you know, uh, all that stuff was over your head. I'm like, well, the nude scene in the bedroom probably didn't go over my head when I was nine. But No, you know. that, was prob- no that was probably, that was, that was, <laughs> that was, that was wasn't, it wasn't hard to interpret that one. No. But anyway, uh, Strange Brew was one of those movies that I, as a kid, probably because my father loved it, too. I mean, I grew up, listen, we all, we grew up watching the same movies. I don't know if you were a Three Stooges household, but Sunday mornings, I was watching the Three Stooges on Channel 38 out of Boston. And I remember, yeah. Looney Tunes, you know, I was a big Roadrunner fan, that type of stuff. And Looney but, Tunes, yeah, I never got the Stooges. And I remember I I grew up on Channel 38 in Boston, too. Um, yeah, every Sunday morning, watching Boston. the marathon of the Stooges, which kind of disappoints because they don't have them around, really. So I would love for my kids to watch it, but they probably wouldn't understand it. So. Because I have no life, especially on New Year's Eve, and I don't go out on New Year's Eve ever. Yeah, there is a not. channel, a cable channel, and again, for those of you who cut the cord, I can't tell you what it'd be if you're streaming, that does do a Three Stooges marathon on uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, great. Great. Love That's all I can help you with. Yes. That's my contribution. But if you haven't seen Strange Brew, find it, watch it. Just dumb humor. It's super stupid. Terrible. And if I watched it again, I'd probably hate it. But uh, some classic, classic yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, trying to think of Dave Thomas, not the hamburger guy, the other guy. And I believe that Max von Steido was in it, who just passed away yep. at like the age of 90, even though if you watch that movie, it was made 40 years ago, and he looked like he was 90 then. But yep. yeah, a classic. And a true crappy B-movie comedy. Which by, which, by the way, so we're surfing on Netflix, and Netflix now is bringing back old movies, which made me think of this. 
I'm flicking flicking around the Netflix thing, looking to see what's up there because uh, I'm sitting there with my wife and the kids, and I'm trying to find something we could all agree on. And what do I see? The icon for Up in Smoke. Cheech oh, and that's Chuck. a good movie for the kids. <laughs> that movie's been having a resurgence on cable lately it's too. It's back. It's on. The, it's on Netflix. Guess, so I'm going to watch yeah, it because I haven't I, seen maybe it that's in so where I long. Really, that's back in circulation. Interesting. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, sorry. Go on to your. We got to wrap this up soon. Go on with the uh, couple next more. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I was surprised because this made me feel old. Because I remember when he was young, start whippersnapper, starting out with the talk show. Conan O'Brien's fifty-seven. Love Man, Conan. I feel old. Always been a big fan. Didn't like didn't Conan. Watch yeah, like him Conan. Early on, because I didn't stay up that late. I once let him in. I, you know, he was so awkward, but I really enjoyed some of his characters. I mean, I, you know. Triumph the Insult Comic Dog might be one of the funniest characters on late night TV. I've and also, just life. before that, to me, if you go back and you appreciate The Simpsons, especially the earlier, oh, earlier yeah. years, The Simpsons was king. Conan was was a writer. Conan penned some awesome Simpsons episodes. He tells a great story on his podcast. I don't remember who his guest was, where he he uh, drew the short straw literally to go to Bob Hope's house because Bob Hope had a voice a couple of lines for The Simpsons. Said the guy was oh, was blind. We, we were, yeah. yeah. It's classic. Great, great stuff. Told a great Johnny Carson story, which I, did we talk about this maybe a few several weeks ago? But anyway, it was. We might. We, 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 we forget. Yeah, but yeah we if forget. you're looking for another podcast, first start with this one. But yeah, Conan's, uh, Conan O'Brien needs a friend, I believe it's called. Yes. Cool I, podcast. I usually Always fast forward through. I, I usually fast forward comedy. through. I usually fast forward through some of it and just go to the interview. But he. Uh, I love Conan. Anyway, last one. People tell me that they usually fast forward this to go, then go through the interview, but then they go, but there's no interviews. So just don't listen. That's kind of that's kind They of fast forward to the commercial read. Uh, yeah. And finally, yeah, <laughs> commercial read. The last one uh, from the comedy world, um, Martin Lawrence, 55. So there you go. Never a big fan, but happy birthday, Martin. I'm not a big fan either, but it was like Martin Lawrence is 55. But then again, he kind of looks the same as he did when like he was, he had his Martin show 25 years ago. Like, Dude, you look the same. Yep. So good right. for you, I guess. For people who want to hear this lovely uh, podcast, Week 31, where can they go, Brian? Well, the BBC podcast is brought to you by Buzzsprout. So you can check us out on Buzz, uh, bbbc-buzzsprout.com, bbbcpodcast-buzzsprout.com. I'll get it right eventually. Also, Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbay, Google ED slash BD Podcast. If you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, you'll find it. We're right there. We're just trying to give you a little laugh. If you like us, please tell a friend. Tell Even if you don't like us, tell a friend, because maybe they have better taste than you do, and they'll enjoy us. So please, give us a little love. Write a damn review, absolutely. All right, we Write can, a uh, review. It's not that hard. Click four. There's a five, one out of five stars. Click the four of the five when you're done. That's all we want. Do it. All right. Do it now. What is your uh, Twitter cowbell? What are you, cowbell guy? What is something like that? Cowbell guy 19. That's not the most popular number anymore, but cowbell guy, cowbell guy 19. And on the Twitter, and I don't know what yours is, but you're on the Twitter too, as they say. At Eric D25, D R I K D25. And please, next week, stay tuned. Don't let me forget this, Brian. The Wonderland edition of the EBC podcast. Hopefully, these results will cause my parents less despair than my SAT results did. We, will, we shall see. Uh, all right, another uh, edition of the EBC podcast. Eric Dobretz and Brian Coleman wrapping up a week 31. Thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure. Brian, stay safe over there. You too. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I will. And uh, say goodbye. See ya.